Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Uh, hey, what's up? I'm back. It's week 16, and I got two more weeks after this. Whew, a lot of football to go, um, especially with the playoff race being what it is, uh, and it is something. Um, yeah, we just got the Pro Bowl stuff announced. I don't really care about that. I'll wait for the All-Pros to see what people really... I mean, it's interesting to see public perception on quarterbacks and stuff like... Uh, like, who's the starting quarterback in the AFC, and, like, who didn't make it, who's an AFC quarterback that definitely should have made it, it was in the same draft class as that guy, yeah, you know, here we are, here we are, it's just public perception, and it's a popularity contest, which is interesting to look at, but I don't want to make any judgments or say anything about it or do anything about it, really, it's just, is the public stupid? Yes, we already knew that, so, is the Pro Bowl roster going to be kind of stupid? Yeah, it kind of is, um, so, yeah, there we go, um, I want to talk about more meaningful things, and I know that's tough to do recording a podcast on Thursday when we have so much COVID issues going on, but we do have a game tonight. It is the Tennessee Titans versus the San Francisco uh, 49ers. I'm thinking a lot about the Buccaneers and Lenny, but that's a story for another time. Um, Yeah, so for this game, I'm going to lock it in. I am locked. I I have already locked it in because I'm afraid this line's going to move because I think it definitely has moved. I locked in Tennessee uh, plus three and a half. I'll take the over 44 and a half there. Um, I feel weird about doing these overs when like all the unders hit on Tuesday, but got to go with my gut and go with the correct choice. And this is the right choice. The over choice is correct because while uh, San Fran is good against the run, their secondary is total dog shit. I like the safeties-ish, but I mean, we got like, Ambry Thomas, who's a terrible draft pick in the third round. Terrible, terrible pick. And I don't know much else after that, to be honest. So um, the Titans do, uh, don't have Elijah Molden, which sucks. They're missing some offensive linemen. That's true. But they're getting back uh, A.J. Brown, finally. This is the first time A.J. Brown and Julio Jones will be together since week nine. And look, Ryan Tannehill has been just doing it himself for the past two weeks. He's just doing it himself. He hopefully won't have to do it as much tonight uh, against San Fran. And I think he can because the secondary is pretty shit. He still does have good players on the offensive line. You can't get that twisted. You can't get it wrong because he still does have good good players on the offensive line. Um, the real The real thing is why I think the over is going to hit, it's because for whatever reason, San Fran scores a shit ton of points. They can run the ball really well. While the Titans definitely play, they have a really good defense. They do. Uh, held the Steelers to 19 points. They forced a lot of turnovers. That will happen. These defenses are pretty good, and I I, I definitely see turnovers causing either uh, fields to be short for the opposing offenses, or for them to be turnover returns or touchdown. These, these te- the Tennessee Titans are getting Jackrabbit back, it, but it, the problem is that I love Jackrabbit, and I love um, Kristen Fulton a lot. They're really good. Uh, it's just San Fran doesn't really treat the wide receivers the way the most teams treat the wide receivers. They're too athletic, they're too good, all that stuff. And they just run the ball a lot. I don't know. Like, I like Danico Autry, I like Jeffrey Simmons. Like, these are good players, obviously. But it's... Uh, it's just not... I don't think it's going to be enough to out-coach or out-play or out-duel uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers, who have a really good offense. Um, we saw, what, Bayard or, or Hooker, one of these guys go on? One of the safeties went on the COVID list also this morning, which is just fucking huge news, and I feel like it was glossed over, uh, because everything happens in COVID. It's insane. But, I mean, look, I like Dupree. I like Landry. I like Autry. I like Simmons. They're better rushing the passer than anything else, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think the run defense is as good. And, you know what, 
we, we may not have for Tennessee, at least we have the center, who's Ben Jones, who's been steady Eddie for a long time. And I, I think in fact, Quisenberry, and he's okay, uh, uh, depending. Um, you know, I, 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 I like Davis too, the guard Nate Davis. I, th- I think he's pretty good. Um, they are starting, I think, Dylan, the, the, the Radins. I don't know how to say this motherfucker's name, but the, the guy in North Dakota State. Um, looks like he's going to get the start in place of Luan, which definitely sucks. I get that. But I, I really think Julio, A.J. Brown, are really going to improve Tannehill because he's literally just been he's been doing it all himself for the past week. And he went against a really tough defense, a tougher defense, especially pass defense, than, uh, than the 49ers. And they scored 13 points without their weapons. Uh, they lost some defensive starters. They did lose an offensive lineman. I get that. Hopefully Bose isn't too much of an issue. Or Eric Armstead. I don't think Eric Armstead's that good. He's another Pro Bowl guy that I don't think should have gotten to the Pro Bowl. Again, another it's another thing. We don't need to talk about that now. But yeah, I just I expect this game to go over. I think it'll be good. I also have a few uh, props, and I, I I don't think I'm very good at props, so I'm just calling them as leans. But I am betting these two. I'm taking George Kittle all over 60 receiving yards. That's minus 188 on Fanduel. Yeah, I, I I feel like this is free money. He's on a hot streak. He's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He's always on the field because he blocks really well. And I know people will take that argument and also be like, oh, if he blocks really well, won't he be blocking all the time? Uh, and yeah, that might be true, but. I uh, I don't care. This feels like free money at minus one eighteen. When I mean, he's, the props like seventy four or seventy nine or something like that. Just take sixty and, and we'll we'll take the free ten bucks or whatever. If you bet twenty, you take like ten, right? That's what I'm gonna do. Um, uh, and then I have Jeffrey Wilson. Um, uh, alternate. I typed that as ATL, but it's supposed to be alternate. Uh, over seventy rushing yards, and it's plus one twenty. I just think the EV is too good there. He's had two games uh where he's been I think like around sixty ish, and then he had a hundred yards last week. Um. I, hmm, I, uh, so the reason I like this is because I think the offensive line is really good, obviously, uh, they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well, I think they're going to be able to get a lot of short fields, I think that if they run the ball, it's not like a team like the Browns even, or even though they score a decent amount of points, it's just a, a team who runs the ball, but runs the ball so efficiently, so well, not just when they're up or anything like that, I, I don't think we really should count that, like, towards the under, I, I think, all, just the fact that I have Debo, and I love Jimmy G, these guys can score from anywhere, um, running the ball or throwing the ball, and obviously Kittle's there and all that stuff. But I, I think the rushing yards is good. I think they'll keep up the pressure. Um, I think it's gonna be hard to throw on Tennessee too. So running the ball like that is is definitely good. Um, yeah, definitely good. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, and I just really like the value. It's only five and a half yards away from his line, which I think is 64 and a half, and that's at minus 110. So the value is just kind of too good to pass up here. I think it's too good if you like the over, and I do. Uh, then I have two defensive props, uh, boasted a quarter sack, but that's minus 235. You'll throw like a hundred bucks on that. I think it's really risky to like put like high value stuff on there, like like 50 bucks or even that. I don't know what your unit size is for anyone who's looking to bet, but my unit size is like 20 bucks. So I don't, I, I don't want to throw 20 bucks to win 235. What's that? Like five bucks. If I were to throw 50 on that and I was more confident. Yeah. I, I think that's fine to throw something like that on there. Uh, I just... Like, I would put, like, a half unit on that, but then you wouldn't win anything. Like, it really just depends on your risk tolerance. I think it'll hit, um, because there's no Terrell Luan. The tackle seem to be kind of weak. Uh, even though I like Questenberry, I think he's fine. It seems like he's gonna get there, uh, tonight. Um, and I like, uh, whatever, Jake Tarrant. I don't know how to say Jaquiski. I don't know how to say these guys' names. I have no idea how to say anyone's name. When Ben Roethlisberger came to the league, I called him Ben Ruthlessberger. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to fucking spell. I think I have goddamn, uh, what's it called? Um... Not ADHD or anything like dyslexia. I feel like I have dyslexia sometimes. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and like not like like one of the forms of dyslexia. You know, it's not like the words get like mixed up or the letters get mixed up in my head. I just I, I see them in different places. It's very weird. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, I, I like him for four and a half uh, over uh, tackles and assists. Um, that's minus 148. He's hit that a lot. I think the Titans will be throwing the ball a lot, and I think a safety will be able to hopefully make the tackles if he's over like range. Um, even if they run the ball too, which Titans will do a decent amount because they have pretty good run blocking compared to their pass blocking, especially with these backup guys. I guess he's getting tackles there too, but yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I think it's good. Um, yeah, so I like... Uh, I, okay, I will say, I do have San Fran still winning this game. I've got Tennessee plus three and a half, because if Tennessee, if it was a three, I would take San Fran. The half point is really the key. I mean, three, I might take Tennessee also, to be honest, but man, I, mm, these teams are both really pretty good against the spread. I think Tennessee has a bounce back game, um, like they should have had, uh, I mean, they had a bounce back game against first the Jaguars, but that's just an easy team. Uh, it seems like, you know, they score 13 points when they don't have their, their guys in there, but when they do, they score in the 20s, so both these teams get to, like, 20, 20 points each, three, uh, all we need is six touchdowns, right? Six touchdowns plus a little extra, and then, uh, then we get there. I think that's definitely doable here. Um, I think Jimmy G is an underrated quarterback. I think a lot of teams really, really, like, underrank him as a quarterback, and, and just the way, I mean, they've scored, what, 31, 26, 23, 34, 30, 31, 17, 33, and that's back into fucking October. Like, I, they've put on some really good performances, and they've been able to win, and even against, like, like when they've been up pretty big favorites and stuff like that. I, I think that's been really good for them. Um... And they hit the over-under just kind of like, you know, whatever. I, I don't really care about the total stuff like that. I, I think that's just, like, weird. Because, I'm like, I, I know, like, PFF is showing me that they have this really nice betting tool, which I really like. I've been using it a lot. I think it's really helped. But, like, I don't care if they hit the over-under total stuff when the other team is competing there. Like, I, I just, I don't really care. Like, sorry. Like, I just, I don't care uh, at all. So, whatever. All right, let's move on to the next game. I, I, I can't. I can't, like, in good faith. Like, um, just, I, I can't. <laughs> and I won't. To talk about, like, who I'm going to start in fantasy. Because I'm not doing ranks again, because there's been so many COVID shit. Just start the guys you can when they're playing the games. They're going to be two Saturday games, right? And there's the Thursday night game. Just start your guys. I mean, Heath Cummings had a really good tweet. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It was, like, guys who I would start over. Um, Let me see if I can find. Uh, let me see what I can find, rather. Just because he, he, he had a really nice tweet. I'm going to read it out. Um, they... Don't care about K-Makers. We can talk about that when we get there because it's fucking stupid. K-Makers is dumb. Did he get rid of it? Did he get rid of that tweet? It was a really good tweet. There were like a few guys that he would start over. Um, who, who he would start over uh, Devonta Foreman and Jeffrey Wilson tonight. And there were like three names uh, that he would start like over. Like, who are like guys who you just have to worry about. Like Miles Sanders, James Conner, who I don't think is going to play. Um, you, you just, you just got to take these guys when you can. I, I, I think you just start as soon as possible, uh, you know, if you have guys who you're even close, if they're even within, like, 10 ranks of each other, and you think there's a shot the other guy might not play, or you just are unsure about the COVID situation, I would just play the guy, just, just play the dude, seriously, just play him, it's fine, I, I really, uh, I don't care, um, who they are, who they is, and all that stuff, just play him, it's not hard, um, sorry. All right, yeah, let's move on to the next game. Moving to the two Saturday games, which we have, right? We got two Saturday ones. That's going to be fun. That's going to be super fun to watch because uh, it's Christmas, right? So it'll be a good time. Uh, my family is Catholic, so there we go. All right, why am I saying all these nonsense? Let's go to the Browns and the Packers. Seems like Baker's going to play. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'll have to check on that one. I don't know how I feel about that one, not going to lie. But that's fine. Um, I'm, uh, taking the, the Packers, and I'm taking the Packers minus seven and a half. Um, I'll take the over as well, even though I think both these defenses are good. Uh, this 45, so the over is 45 and a half. Uh, I'll take the Packers minus seven and a half. I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 
Again, it's tough because COVID, but I don't think that we'll see... We'll see. Mm, we could. We just saw a bunch today. I, I don't even know. Not sure if Garrett is going to play. Looks like they got guys on the COVID stuff that I don't like. Uh, for the Packers, I think we're seeing Jair hopefully re return soon. Um, hopefully. That, that would be really, really great. Um, hopefully we can get some other guys back. I'm not sure if he's going to do that. Um... But, eh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, that's 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 fine. I don't think these teams are too hampered from last week, from what I can tell. Uh, unless they're, like, small guys that I'm missing. But, yeah, I'll take the Packers. I know they didn't cover the seven last time, but uh, it's in Green Bay. I, the Pack the Browns are really struggling. I know they'll get some of their guys back, but if the offensive line is completely healthy, maybe we see Kenny Clark back, too. It's going to be probably a game time decision. It's going to be close. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take, the, take the Packers here, pretty much, and we'll take the over. I expect the Packers to... Actually, I gotta think about this one. Now that I'm thinking, maybe they run the ball a lot. Maybe this is just a running game. Actually, you know, I'm switching. We'll take the under. We'll take the under 45 and a half. Under 45 and a half, Packers minus seven and a half, Packers money line. That's where we're at. And money line's minus 350, so we're not really doing that one. Browns are only plus 285. That's an interesting number, but yeah, I'm not into it. Uh next up we've got the Colts. Yeah, this is gonna be a quick podcast because I can't I can't give you fantasy advice. Like I just can't do it. Sorry. I, I it it pains me, but like I don't know who's playing ever, who's playing when, and I'm not putting as much time into that, uh, when you can find out better guys who, who honestly, my ranks are pretty okay. I, I, I use them as a good barometer of where I want to say players are. I think that's really useful for me as a tool, but I don't expect people to really use it. I don't really expect you to use my ranks too much when you're deciding. Um, there are a lot of other really good ranks tools out there that you can use and that you probably should use. Um, I, I think my ranks are good. Look, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying that like I'm bad at it or that I don't think you should use it, but I get if you use other guys and like, Look, at this point, you should, because I don't update my ranks after, like, Thursday, normally. Sometimes I do for, like, injuries that happen sporadically, but, yeah, it's not happening. I don't have I don't have time for that, unfortunately, so. Sorry if that makes me seem like I'm lazy or some kind of shit or whatever like that, but I make podcasts for free. I do a lot of Twitter content for free. I do all this shit for free, and uh, it's I, I, I can't keep up with it. I can't give an accurate assessment. Look for the guys who are paid to do it in order to do that, or guys who are maybe more passionate about it than I am. Uh, and ranks, because I'm not super passionate about fantasy football ranks. I love my fantasy football ranks for the year, though. I love anything coming into the year. That stuff you should absolutely listen to me on. Um, I'm, I'm so much better at that stuff, too. Week by week, everything varies so highly. It's just bullshit. I'm, I'm a big start-your-studs believer and just start whoever the fuck you want. Yeah, or whoever, whoever you know, you drafted highly or who's been performing well. For the most part, I mean, taking matchups, obviously, all that shit. And I do talk about that in ranks and all that stuff. Obviously, I've talked about ranks before on the show. I talk about who I want to start, who I would play. You can see it on my website. I do all the ranks and stuff like that. But at this point, it's start your healthy guys. That's my advice. That's the only advice I got. And if you're looking for something more specific, uh, check someone else out. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Colts and the Cardinals. This feels like I... Uh, this feels like we're... This feels weird. Colts are one and a half point underdogs. I like that, I think. This is a toss-up, and I'll just take the points there. Um, I, I think it's a relevant amount of points, one and a half, honestly, um, in this game specifically. I like the over a lot. 48 and a half is the over. I, I, or there's a number. I like 48 a lot. That's eight touchdowns, right? Four, four plus four, 20. No, 20 plus 28 is not. No, it's seven, seven, right? Seven touchdowns because 35 and then 14. Yeah, seven touchdowns. All you need in this one. I think that's very relevant. I, I mean... I never, I don't really know what to make of the Cardinals defense, and I think I've said this like a billion times. I still know what to make of the Cardinals defense. Um, they are on a bit of a losing streak, and the Colts are on a bit of a hot streak. I get that. Um, but this team did a lot of impressive stuff without Kyler. And I know they're missing Connor. I know they're missing D-Hop. <sighs> he wasn't that bad last week. Like, I, mm, I don't know. Against the Colts, who are just like, they don't, I mean, their secondary is crap. The Rocky Essen's on the COVID list, too. 
it, it's I think it's a pretty I still think it's a pretty bad defense. Um, even though um, that's that's not the case that people have been talking about at least, or at least they've been pretty good at for the most part. But I mean, God, we're talking about the Patriots holding them to seven points, holding the the fucking uh, uh, Texans to zero points. They let thirty eight points to the the fucking uh, Buccaneers, which I really thought should have hit the under. Um, the uh, Buffalo, they let 15 points, sure, but that was a route. Yeah, I get it. Uh, 17 points to the Jaguars, fucking embarrassing, honestly. That's stupid embarrassing. Um, they let 30 points to the Jets, uh, and 31 points to the Titans. I, I don't think this defense is that good. Um, I really don't. Uh, I like Buckner, Buckner a lot. I'm a big fan of Buckner. Um, he's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Not a huge fan of um, Darius Leonard in the fact that I think he's good, but I think the elite status is a little weird. He punches out the ball sometimes. I mean, good, I guess. He's pretty good in coverage, I guess. But I'm uh, I'm just really not not interested, honestly. I'm just really not interested, uh, like, like at all. Um, but uh, in, in thinking that they're good. Um, I, I think Queen Pays actually played pretty well, and I love Kenny Moore. He's been so good. Um He's just, he's just such a good slot receiver. I, I'm really surprised he got, you know, the, the Pro Bowl nod, because I didn't think he had much of a, like, um, standing in the national consciousness or anything like that. I really didn't think so. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's not a bad defense, and I, I like Muhammad a lot, I decently, from the beginning of the year, but, I mean, the, the, they got a solid line on, on uh, Arizona, and, you know, Green, Kirk, Moore, and Ertz, and Edmonds, even without Connor and, and Hopkins, really isn't that, uh, isn't that, like, not scary. In fact, I think it is kind of scary. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, I so I think I don't want to bet against the Colts, but you know what? It's in Arizona. We're gonna take Arizona minus one and a half. We're gonna take Arizona money line, and we're gonna take the over. That's an easy over. I'll probably bet that on my own, or maybe maybe even I'll do a three person. Maybe I'll even get that spicy. If I were to do like three over unders, was they do five eighty nine? God, that is a lot of free bets, pretty much. And you can like round robin that, right? Um, into, like, into something pretty okay. That is an interesting meme. I, I'll have to recon- I'll have to consider that. I, I'm honestly, like, and I love betting on guys, like, teams that I like, but I'm getting a little more conservative of what I like to do and just going hard on the over-unders because I think they're really good. I think it's really good value taking, like, combining one or two of them together if you're hitting, like, over, um, which, which I am hitting, hitting a lot over. If I count in the Thanksgiving stuff plus what I've counted now, I'm, like, seven games up. I hope that doesn't come crashing down on me because it, it was really bad. Uh, on the, on the Tuesday, uh, for the Tuesday and the Monday night games. So that was annoying, but whatever. I'm, 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 I'm rambling. I'm rambling, but yeah, I still think Cardinals are dangerous. I think Kyler's really good quarterback, but, um, I've underrated the Indianapolis offense for too long and I don't trust the Colt, uh, the Chargers Cardinals defense. This is an easy over for me. That's if I'm betting one thing in this game, it's the over, uh, for sure. Next up, we got the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Um, Buccaneers have some real big COVID issues. They got they put what like uh, Lenny and Devonte uh, Levante David on the IR. They got like do uh, the offensive line is like in in the thing uh, in in the COVID protocols. Sorry, I don't, I don't know why I say in the thing, but in the COVID protocols uh, protocols. Uh, I oof, it's just man, they have taken such a hit uh, that it, it, it kind of <laughs> makes me. Want to put uh, throw some money on the Carolina plus ten? I think plus fourteen last week, and they couldn't cover that. And they were so close. It's in Carolina. It's a division game. I think we go plus ten. I'll take the Buccaneers to win because I am a fan of Tom Brady, and I still think even with you know just Gronk or Rojo, who's a good who's a good running back for sure. If they get Evans back, 
Um, it really sucks Jalen Darter went on the COVID list, because that sucks. But they have, still they have, um, what's his name? The white guy that I like from last week. They Well, Ty Johnson. I don't think Ty Johnson's white. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. They Scotty Miller there. It's not all that bad. Um, defense definitely taking a hit for sure. Hopefully we get Carlton Davis back um, uh, as soon as possible. Cause I think he's always practicing. Um, hopefully hopefully that's the case. Uh, and, you know, I'll just, I mean, I'll just say it like I said before. Division games, they really bother me. Um, I'm not really... <laughs> I'm not really sure how to do it. I mean, yeah, also, we, we might not have... Oh, God, they might not have... What's his name? My, my favorite guy, Antoine Winfield Jr., who's playing like an all-pro. Um, he was a big snub, in my opinion. Um, this is a terrible offensive line. Still have some decent guys on the D-line. Love Shaq Barrett, like Pierre Paul. He's all over the place. I think he'd be a good prop bet for tackles, honestly. I have to look into that, but, man, that guy's all over the field. Or at least was early on in the year. It definitely calmed down a little bit since then, but, I mean, I, I don't care. Whatever. Fuck that. Um... Yeah, I mean, as long as they have their offensive line, it should still be a pretty good O-line to go against, right? Like, it still should be... <sighs> Cam is just such shit. He's ruining this fucking offense, just like every quarterback has done for Gigi Moore in his entire fucking career. Insane. Division game, I like plus 10 for Carolina. If you're getting spicy, I don't hate the money line for Carolina. If you want to do a division game, think it could be fun. The Buccaneers just lost the division game. But I'm taking the Buccaneers money line. I'm taking Carolina plus 10. Cam, don't fuck this one up. And I'll take the over. There's just a lot of instability going on here. And I don't think all of it's really affecting the offense too much, at least on the Carolina side, which is the side I worry about more for that kind of over-under stuff. Because I think Brady can adjust just well, no no matter what. I got a great offensive line. They can run the ball with Rojo. Rojo can't really catch, but they have Gronk. Uh, and they hopefully should have Mike Evans. And I don't hate the other guys that they have, like Johnson and, uh, and you know, Jim Rat. So... God, I love my dog whistles. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I think I think that's where I'm at, um, and that's pretty good. Uh, next one is the Chargers at the Texans. Texans had a billion guys go on the list. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Chargers minus ten. I'll take Chargers money line. And I'll take the over forty five and a half. It doesn't seem like, from my understanding, that they ever really stop throwing the ball on um, uh, on uh, the uh, LA Chargers, like, ever, right? Like, I, I, I mean, what's his name? He doesn't have the most attempts in the NFL, Justin Herbert, but it's gotta be up there, right? Like, it, it, it has to be, right? Uh, I mean, I don't think he's thrown, he hasn't thrown under 30, 30 passes ever. His least was against the Giants when they were dominating 31 to 21, but that game hit an over there. He scored 31 points. Um, and he wants he did throw three touchdowns in that one. He was really good in that one. I think this is an easy over. The Texans put a billion guys on the IR, COVID list, all that fun stuff. Cooks is on there. Ho hopefully he comes off like that beforehand, but I don't think he will. Um, I think Chargers should keep scoring, so I like the 45 and a half. If they don't score 30 on the Texans, uh, I I think I think they're that's a little scary, uh, considering how banged up they are and all that stuff. But I, I like Texans to score 20, even. Um, maybe even 21. I, I think there are guys in there who who aren't bad players. I like Nico Collins, who I don't think is hurt. He might be hurt, actually. I'm not going to sure. I'm just going to double-check the Texans roster on here, because the COVID shit is just wiping dudes out. Like, I... I this is why I can't give the fantasy advice this time. Like, I can't... Yeah, we're going to see... Davis Mills be pretty bad, but it looks like Neil Collins is not COVID-related, so a COVID, him, Chris Conley, um, you know, I, I, I don't hate, like, uh, you know, a, a few of these guys on here, like, um, Jordan Aikens, <laughs> who I actually kind of like, there's some okay offensive linemen here, Tonsil's good, um, Tennis Howard just went on the, uh, COVID list, 
They had some okay defenders. I mean, we could just see, we could legitimately just see, like, I mean, I could see the Chargers putting up 40 points alone. And while I think it is tough for the Texans to put up 10 or 20 points, I think, you know, 20 points rather, I think they can get to 10 points, right? How many many times have the Texans scored under 10 points? Let's just look. I know this is a COVID thing, but they've scored that against the Colts, the who, whatever, maybe they have a better defense than I'm expecting, but I don't think they have a good defense. Uh, the Dolphins, the fucking uh, Cardinals, and the Colts again, the Bills, the uh, Carolina Panthers. They have put up 37, 21, 22, 22, 22. Wow, that's a lot of 22s. 14, 13, 30 against the Jaguars. Um... Maybe we do have to take the under here. I know, I'm, I'm like live thinking this out now, because I, I got it. I mean, this is the one time I get out of the year, especially late in the year, because it's, you know, it's COVID. Well, not COVID, it's just, it's busy for me at the end of the year. Maybe we do like the under, but I mean, if they if they get to like 35 points, there's no way, like, that this doesn't go over, right? Let me look at some examples. They've been on just such a... Such a scoring streak. And against good defenses, too. Except for Denver. And it doesn't feel like they ever pull pull him. So, you know, we're going to go the over. We're going to go over on this. But it could be if they have so many guys on COVID. This is a tough one for me. I thought this would be a lot easier. I don't know if the Texans will score that much with all the issues. So maybe we'll go under 45 and a half, but the Chargers will score 30 points, and the Texans can't get there. That seems more likely for this game to be like a 30 to 14 or 30 to 7 game or something like that, or a 35 to 7 game. But man, that's close. If they get they just score one touchdown, the Texans, which they did twice, which was such good process last week. They had two they had one return for touchdown, and they had a fumble return for a touchdown against the Jaguars. They should hit that under 39 and a half or under 40. That was so close and it should have hit, man. I, I I can't take into account special teams bullshit having it coming into account, right? You just can't keep that shit there. I yeah, I think you gotta go. Uh, that that should have hit on the under last week, but you know what? We'll take the under this time, and I feel pretty decent about it. We got the Giants and the Eagles. Now, last time I took a division rival for the Eagles at plus nine and a half, it did hit the ten, and the Giants are at ten. They're such a COVID case. I think if we see from, I don't know what that's gonna look like, but I can't imagine the Eagles be that ready for from or anyone be ready for from because he's got like no tape in the nfl really to back up on and i think that's better than glennon because glennon was a shit show i think this game really depends on who plays because i like the eagles money line i won't bet that one because i i can see the giants winning this game give them like a 20 percent chance to win this game so not betting the 370 if this was up to like 500 though i don't think those things get there i would consider t- i mean i'm still considering taking this just as like a side bet um the, the plus 370 but um the over under is 40 and a half and I like the over here actually a lot. Depends on who goes, because if we see Kadarius Tony, we see like a, a fully healthy no Mike Lennon. Um, I, I think this could be a really, really easy for over 40 and a half games. I don't care about the running the ball with her, with um Hertz and all that stuff. They've done that a billion times, and I get that, but they score a lot. I mean, Hertz is a pretty dang good quarterback. Um I I, I was very wishy-washy on him going into the season. But yeah, I mean, huh, I don't know. Last time they met it was a 13-7 outcome, but that's not going to happen again. There's no way uh, it's going to happen. I just, I, I can't, I won't, I won't believe that with all of the issues going on. Like, Williams, Dory Jackson. Like, there's just too many issues. And that happened last week when the Giants lost. There were the issues I thought they could overcome with the defensive guys. And, um, 
They let up 21 points, which isn't that much, but it was a lot early. Damn, that is that is a lot of unders here. That's interesting to me. Um, the defense is pretty good. I just gotta see who's playing. And against Hurts, though, it's kind of hard to even be a good traditional defense, which I think they are. Yeah, I like the over here. I'm going the over. Lock that shit in. Lock that over in. I'm feeling 75% confident in that one, and I feel good about that. Definitely the plus 10 for the Giants. I might actually throw some money on that one, because I mean, depending on who's playing, if we see Fromm, we see Tony, we see Galladay. Saquon should be going unless anything COVID happens, right? The offensive line's pretty shit, and the Eagles do have a really good hard race, and great. Cox has been fine, not amazing, like he's been in the past few years, but he's been good. Still, hard for him to not be good. But yeah, I I, I like the over here, 45 and a half. I, th I think that's a good over. Or 40, 40 and a half, sorry. Next one up, we got the Ravens and the Bengals, and um, I... God, Hunley... Uh, even with Hunley, I still like... I like the over 45 and a half. I like that over 45 and a half. Bengals can score. They have a good defense, sure. That can sometimes shut down things. But the Ravens did really well against um, a good Green Bay defense, which I consider a pretty good Green Bay defense. Um, yeah, I like the Bengals minus three and a half. I like the Bengals money line. This is a Bengals game. It's in Cincinnati. Division game. I get it. Pretty important for the division. I don't think Lamar comes back. I think this line might be hedging a little bit there. But yeah, I'll, I'll, t I'll take that. I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I like the... Oh, but yeah, I like the over. I do. In this one, because I think I think Hunley, I think both teams easy score twenty points. One of them is going to get to twenty at least. I think one, the other one gets thirty points. I think this is a fifty plus game. If this if this was up to like forty eight and a half, I would feel even better about betting the fifty, honestly, uh, or betting the over there, because I think that would be. I don't know. Vegas has a lot of in the middle stuff, and I get that right now because of all the COVID stuff. Maybe it'll you know average out when we get there, but yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if that's true. Um, yeah, so we're gonna take yeah the Bengals minus three and a half. We're gonna take that there. Um, one thing I have to say for the Bengals, I guess is. Uh, I think T. Higgins is the best receiver on that team. I think Jamar Chase is really good, but I think T. Higgins is, is better. Um, we'll see how that pans out. We'll see how that goes. I say that quietly, like someone's going to hear me and come out and attack me, but they're to say that on Twitter, I, yeah, I definitely would get attacked. Uh, maybe, maybe rightfully so. I was down on Jamar coming in. I still think he's really good, but I also think T. Higgins is really good. Um, generational? I don't know. I like Waddle better, but just uh, it's a conversation for another podcast. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got the Lions and the Falcons. I like the Lions plus six a lot. I think this is a very even game. Um, it's in Atlanta, and I get Atlanta's been winning a lot of games, but uh, I don't know. I like the under 42 and a half. I think, for whatever reason, Detroit's defensive line's been pretty good. The secondary's been okay, but definitely better. Um, Goff has looked really good, but AJ Terrell has just been a guy who's been put on my radar by the, um, JJ Talks podcast, Jonah and, uh... Sorry, I'm forgetting their... Oh my god, I forgot their names. It's... I know one of them's... Oh my god, I hope no one's listening to this right now. Where I, Jonah and... I want to say... It's, it's another J, obviously. It's JJ Talks, like... Um, and I, they've, they've been on the podcast a bunch. Um, it's been a while, actually, since... Josh, sorry, Jonah and Josh. I always remember Jonah, because it's... I gotta remember how to spell that name. J-O-N-A-H, because that's not always how people spell it. But anyway. Yeah, JJ Talks Pod. Great guys. Love both Jonah and Josh. They're really, really good dudes. Both of my fantasy league, my, like, at-home fantasy leagues now. It's super, really fun, guys. Uh, they should be on the podcast soon, or I'm going on their podcast soon. One of the things is happening. Um... And, and they, they put AJ Terrell on my radar pretty early into this season. And I, I actually know who he was because he was, what, a second-round pick, a first-round pick even in 2020? I thought he went pretty early. But he's been really good this year. He's getting a lot of credit on Twitter now. But I'll, I'll credit the JJ Talks guys, Josh and Jonah, for letting me know about um, his, him being really good early on this season. Um, and I worry about that a little bit for St. Brown. But I worried about St. Brown for against Denver. And he fucking lit them up. So um, I like Detroit there. I like Detroit Moneyline, too, honestly. Um, and... <sighs> thinking about talking myself into the under i'm thinking about it just want to check their most recent games real quick because i think that's actually more important than i've been giving credit to 
uh, for a lot of this stuff, um, for a lot of these games, rather, because I just, I, I gotta see how they're doing. I mean, obviously, Atlanta's just, like, way over what they should be. Um, they just, they just are. But Detroit's played so many tough defenses, and they finally got a defense that isn't that bad, and they score 30. It's not like the Falcons can't score points. I mean, sure, they've been shut out, of, like, or held to a, a little bit of points sometimes, but this isn't like a division game where these two rock-solid defenses. You know what? We're going to take the over. We're, we're switching. We're, ta we're taking Detroit plus six, Detroit money line, and we're going to take the over 42 and a half. I, I think that's okay. Next up, we've got Jags and the Jets. Uh, I've got, you know, this isn't MetLife. I was considering going. It's the day after Christmas. I think it'd be really fun. But, I, I mean, the prices would be cheap, too. It'd be fun to see number one pick versus number two pick. Um, so I like the Jaguars here. Uh, even though it's at MetLife in uh, in New York, or New Jersey, rather, because it is in New Jersey, uh, technically. Uh, I like the Jags here. I like the over. 41 and a half, which I think is the first time I've picked an over in a Jaguars game in a while, but I'm going to take the over. I think both these teams can score 20 points. I think defensively, these teams might be able to score 20 points, too. I think Zach Wilson's turned, turned a corner since coming back from the injury. I think he's been really good a decent amount, and he almost beat Miami, which is impressive. And I think Lawrence is finally being freed from, from whatever Urban was doing. And while I knew the Texans would win last week, and I called that, and I bet on that, and he would have won. It was plus 190. That was an easy bet. They won by 14 points. Very, very easy. Even though they did have the other stuff. Uh, it's funny. should have been a closer defensive game, but that is what it is. The Jaguars did have a chance to come back, but it ended up being a, pr a really good bet for money line. Um, plus five was, I mean, was great, too. I think I took, I think I took both of those. Um, I don't know. Um, both are really good, obviously. But I like Jaguars minus one. I like the money line, and I like the... Over, I think both offenses can be good, and both defenses are definitely suspect. Although I do like Bryce Hall, and I do like Sha uh, Shaquille Griffin, Sha Shaquem, Shaquille, Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin. Sorry, he's the cornerback uh, for the Jaguars. Yes, he signed the big deal. Um, I, I think these offenses have really good quarterbacks. They have some pretty good weapons: James Robinson, uh, Michael Carter. Um, <laughs> the Jaguars have, you know, Vish guy, yes, and it, it. I, I think Dan Connor might play. Or not Dan Connor. Dan Arnold might play next week. Maybe, maybe not this week, but he doesn't need to return. Um, I think Bryce Hall play. I think Fant's coming back. Fuck, maybe I need to take the under here, actually. You know, I'm talking myself into it again. We're taking the under. Too many good offensive weapons are out for both of these teams. And as much as I do like the quarterbacks, and I think they can throw well. This is going to be a 20 to 15 game, maybe. I thought it maybe be like 22 or like 25 to 20 game, but I'm seeing it now more as like a 21 to 15, 17 game. And that doesn't, that doesn't get you to 41 and a half. That barely gets you to 40. It doesn't, even, it takes to 38. I'll take the under. I think the under bets are usually just better than over bets, even though I think I checked like two weeks back, almost everything hit over. Very, very weird. I think that was a weird week though. Yeah, I'll take the under here. I'll take the Jaguars money line, Jaguars minus one. We got the Rams and the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings had some pretty bad COVID issues with Cook being out. Um, I like the Rams to win this one, and I like the under 48.5. I like the Rams minus 3.5. I like the Rams money line. I like the under 48.5. I'm not getting fooled again with the Rams playing really good defense with Jalen coming back and looking pretty okay. I thought he actually had COVID. And I thought he wouldn't be able to play. He was able to go. That was a mistake on my part. Definitely should have done more research into that. I think the Vikings can score too, but... Um, they have an offensive line problem, no Dalvin Cook, it makes them a little one-dimensional, Kirk gets a little rattled, and I think Stafford's an MVP candidate, obviously, I think they need this one to win, they want to get in the division head, I mean, Minnesota needs to win this one too, but, um, yeah, I like the under here, I think both defenses are better than, uh, we're, we're, we're looking at, I think the Rams just run the ball when they're winning, and I think that's what they did, um, and I think it was fine, and yeah, good running backs that aren't named Cam Bakers, so. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty easy one. Um, I, I, I like this under a lot. It could definitely get there. It definitely could. They both have really good uh, offenses with good quarterbacks and good receivers. But I think there's an opposite side to this thing. And I, 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 if the Rams couldn't score more than 20 points against Seattle, division rival with all that time, I get that. I don't really see them doing it against, um, against, against a team like, like that, uh, against a team like, sorry, I need to say the name because it's not, what, who are they playing? Who, who did I just say? God, I'm losing my goddamn mind. Sorry. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Okay. That makes sense. I don't hate Minnesota's defense. I don't love Minnesota's defense. There's seven to 17 that really, really needs this win and they can score. Don't get me wrong. But they also have been sh- like held down by some pretty bad teams, that, the Rams rather, that I don't necessarily love. Like, they only scored 28 versus Detroit, they only scored 16 versus Tennessee, six, 10 versus San Fran, 28 versus Green Bay is pretty good, then they beat up on the Jaguars, they beat up on the Cardinals, and they beat uh, the Seahawks. But I, I think the under definitely hits here. Um, I, I, I just I don't see this game being as high-scoring as people expect. I think... This will be a slugfest-ish with all the COVID stuff going on. Um, and I just I just really like the defense for for the, the Rams. They're just really good. And I don't think they're as going to be affected by COVID uh, anymore in this game. I, I don't think so. It's possible they could be, but yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm definitely into it. Um, and I'll be I'll probably be betting the Rams minus three and a half, even with that half. I still like that. It's a close game, so that half might get you for Minnesota. I get that. But I think the Rams win this one by five. And I like the under, so. Taking that. We got the Bills and the Patriots. This this over, this under uh, over under 43 and a half is so juiced just because the last time people were like inclement weather and everyone knows about that game. It was on Monday night, blah, blah, blah. But I these teams are two good defensive teams. Josh Allen isn't that good of a quarterback. Um Tom Brady, I'm sorry, not Tom Brady. Bill Belichick knows how to stop uh stop him, and he's done it uh I think for most of his career, he's been good against the Bills. Um so I like the Patriots here. Minus two. I like the Patriots money. Line minus one thirty-two, and I like the under forty-three and a half. Both good defenses. I know defenses. Buffalo Bills has not been that good of a defense since Tre'Davious White went down, but they have a really good defensive line, and the Patriots have a really good offensive line. But I think there are some COVID issues that are coming up for both these teams that should make the defensive struggle definitely more of a defensive uh, struggle. And I expect uh, uh, both teams. It looks like the Bills are running the ball more game, more last game, um, or at least they ran the ball. Um, when they were winning and stuff like that, I get that against the Panthers and stuff like that. Makes sense. They didn't even kick her, all that fun stuff, blah, 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 uh, for last week for the, the Bills. But, I mean, I still think this is a really good defense. Um, and I'll, 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 they have, this, they still have two really good safeties. They don't have, Wallace isn't a bad cornerback either. Like, I, Matt Milano's been good. Their entire defensive line's been good. I know the Patriots have a really good offensive line, but I think, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking that the COVID stuff maybe is affecting them more than I'm thinking. <laughs> Cole Beasley, I forgot about him. Love to see it. Uh, I mean, I don't want to wish harm on anyone who's like not been really addicted to you, but he's 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 a cunt. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, actually, it looks like a lot of their COVID stuff is off from what I'm seeing, honestly. Um, Theon Dawkins still being out, FNS is being out, Feliciano being out for the Bills. Not great, definitely not great, but they have time to come back, I'm pretty sure, uh, for both of those guys. I'm like 99% sure. Um, I, I, I think... Um, but I mean, even if they do, I still really like the Patriots defense to get up on them and to get up on Josh Allen and to, you know, shade digs away from anything and just, and just dominate this team. Um, which I think they will. Patriots solidify themselves. They win this game. Hopefully the Bills don't make the fucking playoffs because I had that bet preseason, which I still stand by. I'll stand by on my preseason bets until we see the end of the season. So that is that. Um, yeah, I just like the Patriots this one. They run the ball a lot. Mac Jones is pretty efficient, but he's not like a huge run, uh, a huge scorer. This is a 43 and a half game. 
Um, let me see how many times the Patriots have scored over 20 points. Uh, the Giants in Week 1, the Jets, the uh, Texans, they barely won that game. The yeah, Dallas, they it was, that was in that. They killed the Jets. They beat uh, by a decent amount. They scored a decent amount of points coming into this. And they had the low one versus the Bills, but I don't necessarily think that was because of the uh, because of the inclement weather. I know that's why they ran the ball only that many times. Sure, I get that, obviously, for sure. But, like, I mean, I, it it's the, the Bills, and they do really well against the Bills. And they'll keep this one close, and it'll be 21-14, final score. That's more than 43.5 by, like, 10. We're locking that in. That's an easy one for me. Lock that shit in. Um, next up, we got the Bears and the Seahawks, and I'm taking the, <sighs> taking the Seahawks money line. Am I? This is plus 240, so that EV's really good for betting-wise, but I might take, I might bet, I might bet that, but do I think the Seahawks beat the Bears? What's the COVID situation like there? Because this is, I feel like I've been, I've been saying things with, like, shooting from the hip a little bit on this podcast, and I, I want to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, we saw Akeem Hicks go on. The IR, I think. We still have lock it out. <sighs> this is going to be tough. Because I think I'm on the Bears plus money. Because I didn't get plus six and a half. It's way too much. Seattle money line. And depending who plays, Lockett comes back. We maybe see Bears guys still on the COVID list. I like the over here. I, I, I do. And I think I'll probably stick with the over. So I like the Bears plus six and a half. I like the over. I'm considering taking the Bears' money line. I probably will bet that because 240 is really good odds against teams that I think are pretty evenly matched, even if it isn't Seattle. But I'll take Seattle money line in this one. Um, but 6.5 is way too many points. I thought this would be like a 3.5 game. 6.5 is too many points. Yeah, too much. All right, next up we got the Broncos and the Raiders. And Oh, this game gives... I, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. But the, the odds are just too good for either team. I This is just a stay away. Um, I'm taking the under for this one, 41.5. I think both defenses are good. Better than people expect. Offensive lines are not as good. Um, low-scoring affair. I think we see a lot of running the ball. Obviously, for Denver, we'll see a lot of running the ball. Division game that can go anywhere. Uh, this is just a coin flip, man. I like the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders plus one. I'll take the Raiders minus uh, 104, minus 104. It's in Vegas. I think the Broncos... Oh, no, they're starting They're starting Drew Locke. Wait, why am I even talking about this? Like, this is like this matters. Drew Locke is a terrible quarterback. I, I, I'm in my head because Teddy's in COVID... Or, sorry, he's in concussion. There's just a billion injuries to keep up with. I'm stupid. I'm a dumb fuck. I have no taste. My taste will never change. It's a meme that I use all the time on fucking Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, at Big Games Jesse, gotta get in that one plug a week. Um, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, I get, I get a little, I get a little distracted when we do these podcasts. Yeah, I get a, I get a little bit distracted because it's just me and I gotta keep, no, no dead air. There should never be any dead air. I'm a firm believer in that and it's why I ramble all the time, just even in conversation too. Um, anyway, just want to check out this COVID stuff. Make sure it looks okay for the Bears game. What did I also want to check? Maybe it'll jog my memory when I'm looking at that. Oh, the Broncos. Sorry. Um, I'm on the Bronco game. Jesus Christ. I'm freaking out. Um, yeah. Drew Locke is playing, right? Because is, is Bridgewater on the IR? Oh, he's just out. Okay, he's not on the IR. He's just, just out, which is fine. <sighs> yeah. This this is an easy Raiders for me. I'm just... I'm sorry. Like, if the Raiders can't win this one, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Uh, like, at all. Um, it... it, it it's Drew Locke. He's probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, he's got great weapons. The line's okay. I don't know, it's not that good. I don't think it's that good. I think it's definitely um, definitely mm, overrated, I think, actually, to be honest. But I think it's because of the running backs. And, I mean, you know, to be fair, I bet a lot of that. I'm looking on PFF, and a lot of them are, like, high up things. I bet that a lot of in the running game. 
Um, let me just double check because I, I trust BFF pretty well uh, for, you know, um, excuse me, for, uh, you know, their, their offensive line rankings, especially. Actually, it looks like there are a lot of their pass blocking grades are, are bad. Oh, and Quinn, he's been doing pretty okay. He's a guy I kind of forgot about, Quinn Min Min Minrez, Minrez. All right, it looks like it was a half and half. They run to the right side a lot, it seems like, because they got good blocking on the right side. I like Christian Berry. He's had a really big bounce back season. He's been really good. Um, I'm a fan of that. Big fan of him. Um, yeah, Drew Lock is trash. This will run the ball um, a lot, I assume, because they're not going to be able to do much else. So yeah, I like the under, especially because the quarterback and the good defenses. Uh, and I like the Raiders, and I'll be betting on the Raiders. They're really good. They're going to win that game. Uh, and they're not really good, but it's in Vegas. It's Drew Lock. Um, these teams are pretty evenly matched with Teddy Bridgewater, but with with a quarterback who is like a standard deviation or two worse. I, I, I hope I'm using that analogy correct. Just like, like if, if like Madden grade, like Teddy Bridgewater is like a 78, 75 maybe, and Drew Locke's like a 60. Um, it, it, it's a big difference maker. Uh, I think if, if yeah, if Teddy was in there, division game, I would be stay away from this one, take the under, because Teddy's, you know, not as much of a big throw down the field guy. But yeah, this is, that's pretty good for me. Um, yeah, the Steelers are up next. Uh, Steelers Chiefs. I like the Steelers plus seven and a half here. Um, I like the Chiefs to win. And I like the over, and this is definitely, like, even more of a 50-50 shot than most of these over-unders. Um, the, the over-under's 50. I'm sorry, 45. Which is a real cowardly move by the fucking books. Real, real coward shit right there. That's, uh, seven touchdowns and a field goal, you fucking cucks. Yeah, uh, coward move right in the middle. Bullshit. Pick a number. Pick a side. Pick that over. I think it's kind of begging people to take the, um, the over, or at least consider taking the under, because... Like, you know, Kansas City scored so many points, they've been so good. And they have been, I, I say that jokingly, but they, they have been really, really good. Um, back back to elite levels. And they, they've been really good all season, but back to elite levels now. Um, I just, I think the Steelers can keep pace, because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I don't really believe in the Chiefs defense. All they do is cause a lot of turnovers and that stuff. Short field Mahomes always really good. Um, we do have to see, obviously, about Kelsey and Hill being back, I expect them, actually, I don't say, I think they'll both be back, I don't expect them both to be back, if they're not back, this is an easy under, because Mahomes really relies on his weapons, um, but if they're, if they're both back, which I think they will be, honestly, I, I'm hoping, I'm praying, and I'm thinking that's the case, don't have any, like, hard evidence besides stuff I've seen on Twitter from random dudes, right, but, yeah, if, if they're both playing, if the Chiefs have the fully healthy-ish offense, you know, they have their two big weapons back, I love the over here, because Steelers sometimes just score, like, 30 points, and I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. I think they can do it against Kansas City. I don't know when they're going to do that. They just explode sometimes. But, Steelers have a really, really good defense. If Kansas City doesn't have good weapons, it, it's going to be, a, I'll take the Steelers' money line in this one, because it's plus 310. I think they can, they can win without, because Mahomes is really good. But he, he's going to be as good as he was in the middle of the season without his weapons performing. That's one of the reasons why they were so bad. It's that Terry Kale wasn't as good. He gave away some interception. Travis Kelsey wasn't as good. Or teams are covering him really well. Um, and it just it just wasn't as good. Um, Holmes is still fine. He's playing at an elite level back now. But uh, I, in fact, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't say he was fine. Holmes has never been fine his entire career besides the one game against Denver uh, in his rookie year where they just played him because they want to see what he got. After watching that, I was like, how can this guy even be good? I was definitely wrong about that. Um, but I still, I still like the process there. I still think it was an important process. Anyway, getting back to it. Yeah, definitely a COVID game to watch out for. Um, yeah, I like, I like what I'm seeing here. Uh, depending on the line's going to move a shit ton, so it's kind of like moot to even say anything, but yeah, I like the over. Um, if those guys play, if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey play, if they don't, I like the under a lot. But I like the over a lot if they do play, because you never know when Pittsburgh's going to score 30 points. You never know. And if they don't play, Steelers' money line is plus 310. That's begging you to take it, and I think you should take it. Um, betting-wise. Next up, uh, second to last, actually. Oh, shit. Oh, we're at 46 minutes? Okay. Pretty good. Um, the football team versus the Cowboys. Nine and a half points, man. Ah, uh, if it was only ten, the Lions, the Bucks, they're just good at, they're just too good at it. 
for the Cowboys. Let me let me check. Let me go to this PFF stuff. I I I want to take the under Washington and then the Cowboys to win because I think they, the football team's really really putting it together with COVID stuff. But if we don't get Scherf back, Curl back, or Fuller from the from if we get two of those back maybe for Washington, maybe even just one, uh, and that being Fuller or Scherf, not Curl. I, I still really like the defense. I think they played pretty good defense still um, last week. I think they could be able to do it. I just... It doesn't seem like the Cowboys are really suffering from any injuries whatsoever or COVID stuff. Good for them. Good for Jerry. One of the few positive things I'll say about Jerry Jones seems like he wanted to get his team fully vaccinated and be there because that's a competitive advantage and pretty important. Um, just give me a sec. I got to think about this, you know? So tough um football team i don't care where the quarterback is really i think they're all kind of interchangeable for this team not gonna lie i don't really think garrett gilbert's that much better than heineke although heineke's been better he runs the ball a little bit i'd like to start heineke but it doesn't really move the needle if he's not the starting quarterback for me um at all uh yeah like at all so i like the cowboys to win it I like the under. Sometimes the Cowboys just don't come through um, with their stars out of roster. Sometimes we see some drops from CeeDee Lamb. Sometimes Amari Cooper disappears. Not great. Though this offense would be a lot more high-flying. Division game. A lot of wonky things can happen. I like the football team plus 10. I don't know if I said that before and I, I took Dallas minus 10, but I'll take football team plus 10 again. Riding with them. Still think they figured out their defense. It's been good. Hopefully they get their guys back. Take the money line for Dallas. Although, if you want to get spicy, plus 360 is not that bad for a division game. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Cowboys are affected by COVID less and injuries less at this point than the football team. But, yeah, I like the under. The Cowboys can win this game 20-10 uh, to 10, or 20-13 to 13, or 28-13. to 13. Uh, I, I think that's all within the realm of outcome, and I understand that that's not the plus 10 for the football team. But that's definitely an outcome for sure. And I just I just like that, uh, that under. I think both defenses are pretty good, too. So... Uh, and the Cowboys team is especially good. I I, I think that goes without saying, honestly. Um, I've been pretty into their defense for a while. I just couldn't figure out why they weren't good. And Parsons helping. And so is, so is Diggs. All right, Miami and the Saints. This is an easy, easy Miami. You should lock this in now. The over-under is 30 here with Ian Book. I don't really like Ian Book, but he was a fourth-round pick. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. They've gone through so many quarterbacks in New Orleans. They have no weapons. They're on the fifth-string quarterback. I... Can this game go over? I want to see about Holland possibly coming back for the Dolphins, possibly Waddle coming back. This is definitely a wait. It's a Monday night game, so just take your time and wait, honestly, on this one. Um, and I like Miami for all this stuff. I like the under 37 still. I still like that under. I don't care how low it goes. I'll take that under to, like, 35, I would take it to, probably. Um, yeah, I think the Dolphins score 17 points. The Saints score 10, and that's the game in New Orleans. They have no weapons for Ian Book. If Ian Book was dealing with some pretty good weapons, I, I consider liking him. I think, he, I think he was like a sixth or seventh round grade in my book. Definitely a backup, but, you know, being forced into it, he's a rookie. No one's really seen him. I think he could do some stuff. Maybe get them to 10 points. Maybe get them to 13 points. And then Miami scores 17 to 20. That's getting close there. It's getting close to 37, but um, I, I like Miami this one. They're just a good team, and they might even make the playoffs considering this fucking insane streak, which at the beginning of the season, I did have them over their win total, which I think was nine and a half or maybe 10. And uh, I, I did also have them making the playoffs. So, you know, go, go, go Dolphins. All right. That's all I got to say for the games. Um, the only real wrap-up shit I can say is that COVID is bullshit running through our system still. It seems to be less um, less hurting for people. If you're vaccinated, like, you're smart. And if you're not vaccinated, you're an idiot. I don't know if I've mentioned that podcast ever. But, yeah, if you listen to my podcast and you got all the way to the end and you're, like, an anti-vaxxer 
or have been vaxxed, um, you're a dumb fuck. Sorry, you can listen to this podcast or not after I call you a dumb fuck, but yeah, I think you're a dumb fuck. Um, if you see me on Twitter, you you, you know that face. My Twitter is at BiggingGamesJesse. Uh, check me out. <laughs> even if you're an anti-vax, you can check me out. I'm friends with a lot of politically different people, to be fair, too. Um, even though I'd call them dumb fucks to their face if they said something dumb, because I, I would. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, the COVID stuff is bullshit for a myriad of reasons, and it's fucking the NFL pretty hard now. I don't think any of the games will get um, canceled like they did last time around this. I know the NBA stuff's getting a little spooky like last time. I think a lot of things are getting spooky around the holidays, especially I'm in like an NYC area and a lot of people seem to have it. They know someone who has it or all that stuff. It's been pretty spooky. Um, and it sucks. And I wish we were out of it because I wish everyone was vaccinated so that the transmission would have been less before we got this highly transmissible disease. But to be fair, it also seems less severe, which is good. Maybe it means the disease is becoming what endemic, like the flu or something like that, or just becoming, you know, less of a thing. And we'll just get rid of it once everyone gets it, and I've already had it, and I've been vaccinated, I'm double, whatever, triple, va- I don't know what to call it, I've got three shots, I've got the booster, so, whatever, there's my medical information, no HIPAA, um, Pro Bowl's dumb, it's stupid, wait for the All-Pro to really judge, see if any of them got them wrong, because the public is stupid, um, K-Maker seems to come back off the IR, they're designated to return for their playoff run, it seems like, uh, that'd be my guess, um, I would caution, if I was the Rams, putting him back in when they have two good running backs already, um, and I caution any dynasty owner or any person looking to buy K-Makers to look at the past two seasons of how they've used running backs, and I know the easy counter-argument's gonna be, oh, it doesn't really matter, because Henderson, it is, he's gotten choked off at the end of the years, because he's been bad at the end of the years, and they won't use him, and Sony Michelle might not be with the team last, next year, but look, you just gotta look at how McVeigh uses running backs. He uses the hot hand approach. That's what he does. Henderson's been good for a while. Uh, so has Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle's always been a good running back, too. I don't, I don't understand why he was ever traded, let go moved on from the team, to be honest. I, to, I guess, to be fair, they do have a, a bevy of talent in, um, in, uh, blah, 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 excuse me, in, uh, New England, and they do a really good job of, you know, keep cycling those guys and not paying any running backs, because they're an actual smart organization, like, unlike some other organizations I know where they waste first-round draft capital when they have a UDFA who's already been one of the top running backs in the NFL, but I digress. Um, yeah, I, I think that's enough to say about that. Cam Akers, you shouldn't buy him anywhere. He's, he's, He's a good running back. I think he's pretty good. It's going to be tough with his injury coming back, too. You never really see what he would have been like without this injury. And, you know, maybe I could have been wrong this year. He was one of my big busts before the injury. Um, but I still believe that, especially after injury, especially them rushing him back now, feels like super big bust territory. Um, the last thing I want to say about the Jaguars coaching situation, I guess I didn't talk about this because... Did I talk about it? Because was Urban fired before my birthday or after my birthday? I don't remember. It was pretty close. Remember, there's the 17th. I think it was either the 16th or the 18th. So one of those days happened. Um, I'm a big Doug Peterson guy. I heard there was rumors that he might be uh, in line. They might bring him for an interview. If that happens, I think I don't need anything for Christmas except that. And I will be happy um, if I got a lump of coal and was forced to do manual labor around my house, which is something I'll probably do. Not the coal stuff. I'll probably do manual labor around my parents' house because that's what I do every year because I'm a good kid. Um, again, at the end of these podcasts, if you don't catch me rambling, then, uh, it's probably not me. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Peterson's big on there. I hope he, uh, hope he comes, uh, to the Jaguars. He would instantly, I think, turn this thing around. And honestly, I, I know a lot of fans and a lot of people think Balky's out, uh, but no word. It's been a week. Um, I don't think he's, I think he'll be the GM for the rest, uh, of, uh, for the rest of the offseason. He'll get to the offseason stuff, I think. 
Um, I don't think it'll be that bad. Buck seems to be pretty good at drafting. Um, pretty okay. I was hoping Urban would be smart at drafting too. And he wanted Kadarius Tony possibly. So I guess there's a plus in his book for that because Kadarius Tony is a great weapon. Um, as long as he doesn't go down the Wolf Fuller route of being hurt forever, which just really sucks. Because st I'll still believe in Wolf Fuller next year. I just probably won't draft him in a lot of best ball leagues because if he gets injured, he's kind of just like fucking stuck in your roster. But I'll be drafting a lot of Wolf Fuller. I'll probably still have him on like 20% of my, my uh, best ball teams because even if you just get half a season out of him, Still worth the draft value. Still definitely worth it. I don't know what team is going to be on next year because I doubt he'll be on Miami. Um, he could be, but he signed a one-year deal for, like, a prove-it deal for, like, 10 mil or something like that. And obviously, you know, didn't prove anything because he played in 20 snaps, maybe? 10 snaps? Not even a full game before he got that finger injury. That must have destroyed his finger, which I have actually heard that that might have been the case. He might have actually like, destroyed his fingers pretty bad, uh, which is yikes. I don't know what happened there even. I think it was, I think it was in the game too, right? Whatever. I'm still rambling. Um, I think that's all I have to talk about. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys stay till the end. And uh, yeah, you guys are the best. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.